Hi there. Welcome to A Creative Affair, a collection of conversations exploring creativity through the art of photography and other creative passions. I'm Bree. I'm a nature photographer and life coach to other passionate creatives. I absolutely love helping others change their mindset so they can stay motivated and achieve big goals. It's the best. I was raised in California and spent many years in the Eastern U.S., and now I live in Texas, and I love it, love Texas, but one of my favorite places is a really lovely small black sand beach in Costa Rica, and I dream about it all the time. I'm going to go back. Oh, wow. Sounds wonderful. When am I going? Uh, I'm Len, a professional educator in Sydney, Australia. I started teaching as a teenager, a young teenager, in scouts, actually. I started teaching knots and map reading, sailing, camping, abseiling. Uh, teaching is something that ties my life together. I, I'm totally addicted. I love it so much. I get so much pleasure from it. I can't stop. It's my profession. And I, I've been doing it uh, to, to earn a living uh, uh, ever since leaving school. Um, did, Bree, did you know that I've studied teaching in so many forms? Uh, I'm a high school art teacher. I've got a master's degree in adult education. I've even taught at university um, adult vocational education. I've taught people to be teachers. And uh, uh, I just absolutely am passionate about teaching. And of course, I love teaching photography and creativity. Well, uh, enough of that. And today, uh, we're going to talk about one of the important elements when we are being creative. Uh, uh, the hands-on part of being creative, which uh, really is uh, so much about what this podcast is about, isn't it? Is a, a how do we be creative? That's the, the big question for us. And today we're going to talk about play, being playful, being experimental, being childlike. Well, Bree, um, what are your thoughts on play? <laughs> Well, I, as you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, we're just even playing doing a podcast. Like, it's so much fun. And like the feeling I have when I'm experimenting and playing is like, how can I have fun? Right. Um, so I can actually, well, or we can save it for later. Um, I can talk about some of my thoughts about play. <laughs> Um, but first, actually, you know, I love play. Um, and I, this week, I've since we discussed uh, talking about the subject, I've been trying to wrap my brain around what play is like for me. And what, what it's like is really just going out and experimenting, um, experimenting with my own art, but also 
I think play also happens in our minds. Like right now, I'm also playing with some ideas about some new ways to explore my work in like some different ways that I never even thought of before. And so I also think, so we can go out and, you know, um, we're nature photographers, so we can go out, right? Um, or, you know, wh whatever genre of photography, Len, you do all kinds of things, right? But, um, you know, even if you're a painter, what does that look like? Um, you know, I'm a musician and you've been a musician. And I think once you're a musician, you always are a musician, right? And so what does your play look like? I own a ukulele and sometimes I just get out, get it out and mess around and just kind of goof around and play and have fun. And that to me is, that's the, that is the core of what creativity is and it's like why we want to do it because the it's the play and experimentation that's really fun so how about you oh don't you just love that idea of a, a, a messing around I, I love that idea and just giving yourself permission to mess around to experiment to try things um Play is uh, such a, a beautiful metaphor for creativity for me. And uh, um, uh, when I try to put myself into a, a, a playful mindset, I'm, I'm really giving myself permission to be silly, um, to mess around, to be experimental and to take huge risks and to um, turn off that really goal-focused um uh, really um, mindful, not mindful, that's the wrong word, um, totally focused artist um, working on something. Uh, there's moments when I want to step away from that. And that's where, like we've talked in the past couple of past couple of podcasts about goals and about projects. And this is kind of like the opposite of that, <laughs> like the complete opposite. It's like, <laughs> Dropping all of that and just allowing yourself to experiment and not have any goals in mind or any even like any idea of what you might do. Right. Because I think when, if you if if you go to do your art and you're thinking, I'm going to do exactly this. I think that takes that seems like it takes away from some of the experimentation. I do have to say though, sometimes I walk outside. So one of the things that I ways that I've been playing is um, with clouds and trees and how they work together and some of their silhouettes. And I, I, I kind of like them together. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, the sky looks really interesting. And and I'm like, let me just go and see what I see with kind of the idea in mind that I that I may want to experiment with that, but also so because that could work against me, but also just kind of if I leave myself open to the playfulness, then then I can just kind of let it all go and say, even though this is what I want, this is what I want to try, I'm also leaving myself open to anything else that I see that could be interesting or anything else that may pop into my mind while I'm playing around doing something else. So, so it's really a, um, a, a balance between a, 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 an idea, uh, sometimes a goal, sometimes a bit of a focus, 
and then experimentation and and uh, going off and seeing what can be done. And uh, we're going to keep returning to this notion over uh, many podcasts, I'm sure, but uh, what do we have going on in our minds and uh, balancing them all out so that we can be effective as artists. Now, one of the reasons that... Uh, play is so, so important to us is that um, play is the, the way that we learn. Uh, I want you to, to go back to uh, thinking about children, uh, how we learnt as, as a child, or like I'm lucky enough to be a parent and, and Bree's a parent too. Uh, four how, times over. <laughs> <laughs> four times, amazing. Uh, that's absolutely amazing. Um how do children learn? Uh, and what is the purpose of play? Now, um, the, the sort of a widely held belief is we go to school to learn. But you, we actually watch a child take their first steps or standing up or um, looking at something or seeing things. They're being incredibly playful. They're experimenting, they're taking risks, they're trying things to see what happens. They're making, perhaps we could call them mistakes or um, we could reframe that into learning experiences, aren't they? We don't have to say the word mistakes. We can, we're, we're trying to figure out how things work through this experimentation, uh, through being playful, um, without having uh, major restrictions uh, uh, thrust upon us or, or told how something should be. And, and I think this is a, the key element is why play has to be tied with creativity so strongly is it's a means of being creative. Right. Well, and I... And when you were talking about being childlike, I was thinking about my kids and when they were young, giving them a bunch of paint and seeing what happened. And, you know, the like the finger paint where they could just make whatever, you know, that's getting your hands in there and getting messy. But also like Play-Doh, you know, some clay, giving kids clay and giving everyone the same lump. And, and it's all the same material, but everyone makes something different. One kid might make a really tall, long something, and another kid might make teeny, tiny, intricate like people. Or I have one kid who's over 20, and he still makes out of clay, like with his hands, just little cute animals, right? And so, and so, um, but, uh, you know, just giving yourself, starting with something like uh, just something that's, Nothing, almost, mm. right? Mm. But having these ingredients, right? Like my ingredients are like the sky and the trees and going out and saying, what do I do with this? Like, what does that look like? What if I, what if I do this or what if I do this? And maybe that's part of the play too, is asking yourself all kinds of those questions. For me, it's like what? the what if, right? Or what, yeah, exactly. What if? And uh, I, I love the metaphor of um, the paint and the clay, uh, and it's a really good one to to, to think about. Uh, and us as adults with the kids, when we put the paint out, is one of control. Oh, we don't want the paint on the carpet. We don't want it on their faces. No, you're not supposed to eat the 
paint. Um, and, and we want to get in there and teach them and this is what a house looks like and this is what we paint. Or clay is the same thing. Like, oh, this is how you make a pinch pot or um, you've got to get the air out of the clay, et cetera, et cetera. And yet when I've taught all of those things... Uh, I remember, I actually have a very specific memory here, uh, I remember people, adults, and giving them a lump of beautiful um, clay for making pottery. Uh, we used to do um, sawdust firing on camp and all those sort of things. And, and being the art teacher, I always got, <laughs> hey, Len, you go and run the art studio today um, instead of, of the Abseil Cliffs sometimes. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, these people would have their fingers um, squeezing the clay through their fingers. And, and I remember this one lady, uh, she stood there for two hours squeezing the clay through her fingers in this absolutely beautiful visceral thing. And, and I'm like, oh, why don't you make something? And she's like, I'm actually just enjoying the feeling of the clay and understanding how it moves and, and works with. And uh, I mention that because of my expectation about making a pot and or, or making a figurine or making something with it. And she was just being the most incredibly playful and being in the moment. And, and I am so jealous of that ability just to, to switch off from that end goal of, oh, here's the raw materials, I have to make something. And uh, uh, it's so much about this is about being in the the headspace that, uh, that gets rid of some of those restrictions that really um, bind us and pull us back in. I think one of the big problems, and, and uh, I'd love you to comment about this, is uh, 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 so much of life and schooling actually knocks some of this creativity out of us, uh, in particular with expectations and boundaries, and, and this is, must be what should be done with that. Have you, have you encountered something like that where uh, society gets in the way or our expectations get in the way of play? Is, is that like a rhetorical question? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's not rhetorical. I'd love you to um, tell me about it. <laughs> well, yes. I mean... Whenever we have some sort of expectation of what something needs to look like, then we have an idea, right? Like the pinch pot or the figurine. We have an idea of what the end product is going to be. And then we assign our, what happens is we subconsciously assign our brains to go and do that. And so then we go on one track to head that way. And we don't allow ourselves the opportunity to go on any other different tracks, which is kind of the opposite, right? It's, it's the opposite of, of creativity um, because we are because it's limiting. It's, it's a limiting thought that we have that we have to go out and we have to do this one thing. Okay, but I want to say something too, and we're both photographers, so I don't think... It's a big deal if you make a plan to, to do something very specific. That's awesome, right? That's like a goal or a project, right? Like I'm going to go and I'm going to do mm -hmm. this, right? But when, when we're in kind of a situation where we get so um, like one track focused, 
then that limits our ability to um, to open ourselves up to other possibilities that could be even better than the end goal that we have in mind, right? And so, um, and so having that having that kind of limiting thinking is really like the opposite of play. And I was just thinking, like um, while you were talking earlier about the clay, like everyone thinks that. Okay, wait. Not everyone thinks society thinks that making the figurine is the creativity you're so creative because you produced something right you produced a photograph you produced a piece of music you produced a a a piece of artwork or um you know a, a beautiful poem but what if the what if the creativity part is that's just producing something and the creativity part is just the actual playing with it and the squishing the clay in your fingers part. And that's the creativity is just getting to know what you're working with. That's all part of it, really letting it become part of you, right? So this is actually brings up this question about, um, again, as to what creativity is. Um, and it's such a broad spectrum from um, making something, could be at one end of it, and and being playful and experimenting could be maybe at a different end of the spectrum. And um, sometimes we're we're really focused on making things and we're having clear goals, and we can be creative in that process. And other times we can be totally experimental and see what actually happens. Uh, uh, I've watched uh, Shirley Steele when she wanders around. Um, taking photographs and she's an abstract photographer and sometimes it's really focused and other times I've seen her walk along the beach just waving her camera on just to see what colors there are and what happens and and having this incredibly beautiful playful moment so uh, I think there's room for both ends of that spectrum Um, but I think you're, you're exactly right that um, uh, creativity for me is about trying to be unique, about doing things that maybe haven't been done before or seeing the world in a, in a different way rather than making um, uh, that pinch pot that is up to expectations and uh, is measured against a, a set of criteria and uh, uh, making the perfect pot that... Uh, performs really well on Instagram or those sort of things uh, <laughs> hey. is less exciting to me than and than making something that's uh, uh, really interesting or new and very very different so I think that's a, a lovely thing and I have a little sticky right here that I wrote earlier today it just says let go of perfection like just let it go like, because what does that look like anyway? Is there going to be a perfect pinch pot? Are you going to get the perfect whatever, whatever you have in mind? Um, and, and you also said before that playing is learning. And part of the, the uh, some of the downsides to having a specific expectation, you know, um, is we don't allow our minds when we say this is what we're going to go do. And maybe we learn some things on the way, but we're not ex- we're not 
I think when we release those expectations, then we can actually exponentially expand our learning because we open up. That's why we want to open up so much possibility because we don't actually know what we don't know. And when Mm -hmm. we allow ourselves to experiment and play around with things, that's when we get those, like we talked about in, um, in our, uh, a few episodes ago, <laughs> we, we talked about having those aha moments, right? That experimentation is when we have that aha moment and we can have multiples of those, so many of those, if we just allow ourselves to kind of um, be free. But can we talk about the risk-taking part? Because Yeah, of course that, we can. <laughs> because that <laughs> is the, actually the really scary part to me is the risk-taking um, and, and what are we even, because so, so here's what I told Len. I said, Len, you're, you're the expert, <laughs> you're the expert in play, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I, is this a good opportunity for me to yes, put no, in I some of what should. I'm going uh, through? Okay. Uh, uh, Brie, I really want you to, cause we had a really beautiful conversation before we, we started recording and we're going to come back to that right now. And yes, it is the right moment to tell us about, you know, why are you scared about um, being playful? Is that, uh, can I call it that way? Or maybe well, I should, you should put it in your own words rather than Yeah, I mine. will. I don't think I'm actually like scared of playing, but there is a little bit of risk. And I think that involves, um, well, <laughs> here's the risk. Okay. So, so when we decided to talk about this, I immediately thought in my head, oh, Len is here. I'm okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> I'm just going to be open about all of it. And because I think it, I want to say, if I'm thinking this way, then other people are too. And um, th- like three years ago, I would never have talked about this to uh, a public audience, <laughs> but <laughs> I like don't care now. And so, um, and, and also this is the part of the risk taking that I'm fine with. So, so, um, so when we talked about this, I immediately thought I'm not good at that. Legitimately, I was like, I am, I'm not good at playing. What is that? I'm not good at playing. I'm not good at experimenting. And I actually told my, told that to myself multiple times. And so, so here's the thing. I'm a life coach and I coach my own self. And so I had to sit down and actually coach my own self because whenever I hear the words, I'm not good at something. It doesn't mean I have to be like the best, but I have, I want to sit down and look at that and say, what does that even mean? What so, is being good? <laughs> what is being good at experimenting even look like? Right? <laughs> so, and everyone's right now thinking, well, you don't have to be good at experimenting. Right, of course. But that's what came to my head is I'm not good at experimenting. I'm not good at playing. I'm not the expert, right? Like who's an expert at doing this stuff? Okay. So here's here was my process was... I had to actually identify that that's what I was thinking, right? And when I was thinking, I'm not good at experimenting, I was like feeling really nervous. I was picturing myself talking about this. I was picturing myself doing, like going out with my camera and just playing around and being nervous. And why? Because I think I'm not going to make something that's good. And that's part of the experimenting is like, who cares? Um, And so that's why I had to ask myself was who cares? So when I was feeling nervous, I'm like, why am I so nervous? (laughs) And when I was feeling nervous, then 
here's what I was doing. I was finding all of the evidence of why I'm not good at it. And I was also telling myself, like, I don't know enough to just go out and play. Um, and then I was also remembering, like, uh, one of the things that I told myself was, this is part of my evidence, was I'm like, well, isn't playing, like, if you're like a chef or a cook, um, part of the fun of what you do is playing with your food and, and and putting it together in all kinds of different ways, right? And so I was like, well, I'm a recipe follower. So if I go in the kitchen, ah. I follow a recipe. Mm. Yeah. Len did not hear this part, right? So <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm a recipe follower, right? So isn't there a recipe for photography? Isn't there a recipe for um, making a pinch pot? Like all of this stuff, isn't there a recipe for that, right? So there I'm is. thinking, right? Yeah, there so is like, recipes for photography. There's recipes for art. There's recipes for success on Instagram or to even for right. business. Um, and music, there's the score. And right. uh, we could even see that as a recipe or the conductor, Um could also be the holder of that recipe telling us in the in the orchestra um, how to perform right. and uh, steering us in into a particular direction. So oh. the world oh, is yeah. full and full of recipes and uh, expectations pushing down on us, aren't they? And and they're they're they become part of this limiting belief that's blocking, isn't it? Right. And it, here's the here's the secret with that, Len, is the only thing that pushes on us is our thoughts about what anyone else expects of us or what anyone expects out of our art or what we expect out of our art. Um, and so it's all our own expectations that we think other people have for us, which mm, which mm. is is can, that can be really limiting because who knows what other people think about what we do. But in We're my creating, case, uh, oh, yeah, we're we're creating limiting beliefs, aren't we? Um, yes, we're, exactly. We're putting we're... pressure on ourselves, uh, saying we're not creative. Uh, we're, we're putting up a block. Um, I'm not playful. Uh, I'm not experimental. Uh, and it becomes a wall. Yeah. And it really gets in our way. And we need to un reframe that and, and change that and become really comfortable with it, don't we? We have to. Right. We have a big shift that has, has yeah, to so... come from that. So let me tell you how I shifted, <laughs> because I think it's really helpful to pr also provide a solution because I've shifted in my mind since then. And after I thought I'm a recipe follower, then I was like, okay, so what if I am? So what if sometimes I follow a recipe? So what? So the secret actually, here's what I did. The secret actually is... Um, I had to sit and ask myself, and this is where I made the switch. I had to ask myself, is there a way in which I do play here that I'm not following a recipe and still really having fun? And yeah, I make these things called one pot wonders and it's, I let open the refrigerator and I see all the ingredients and I take <laughs> like five out and I chop them all up and I put them in the pan and every time it's different and you know, you never, you just never know what you're going to get. And so I totally am experimenting every time I do that. And so I had to find evidence for that. And then I also had to remind myself that I don't need to know anything special to be able to do this. Because honestly, Lynn, I think I was comparing myself to you. You've been doing this, uh, you know, quite, a, you know, for 
years, so many more years than I have. Um, but I've also been experimenting for years too. It's not just about photography, right? And so I do remind myself yes. of that. We're all yes. experimenting. And also the, the comparison part also limits you too, right? When you're comparing yourself to other people. So that's what I had to like knock out of myself. I was like, oh yeah, that's why, because because, because you know, I'm thinking he's such an expert and, and I'm not. And why am I not an expert at play? I can totally do that. And so, the, <laughs> so, so, and then I was also reminding myself, oh yeah, I'm also thinking about so many new things to play with. I haven't tried them yet, but I have so many ideas going on in my mind, some new ones about what I wanna do. And that's also play. So anyway, that's how you can shift is just ask yourself a question and find some evidence for which you, um, in ways that you actually do that thing, because we're, our minds are always trying to talk us out of doing the, the risk taking stuff because it feels risky, but it's not really. Mm, yes, very much so. And, uh, Brie, I have to tell you, uh, uh, that having, being an artist and 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 enjoying or um, being experimental or taking risks, yeah, it's an attitude that you you take with your whole life, and uh, it's something that I I really love. Like a um, uh, give me a when I was young, give me a, a, a cliff to climb up, and uh, risk taking actually was a badge of honour, and it still is. But a part of that still for me is still learning to be playful. And uh, I still have to consciously pull myself out and uh, remind myself that I can be, give myself permission to do it, and keep learning how to be playful. It's not something that's just a, uh, a matter of just switching on and uh, letting go of everything. It's something that I continually revisit because... Um, uh, it's so easy to fall back into the recipes. And I, I often think of um, my photography as a process of problem solving and I'm figuring out solutions. So I'm photographing a tree and I, I figure out a, a way of doing it that I love. And then that becomes a recipe and it falls back into my subconscious and I keep pulling those bits of recipes out um, and uh, it becomes safe and becomes predictable. And I have to then stop myself and go, right, well, where where's the next that I can go without keep falling back onto the recipes um, so that I can experiment and come up with a, a, a new way of doing something or a more creative way or a, a unique way or a different way or really a more Len way and because uh, it's so 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 deeply personal to me uh, so uh, so much of this is is in that attitude and it's a lifelong learning thing I, I really don't think that it's something that um, uh, we fix and and suddenly we get there I think that's something that we can always actively remember to come back to oh uh, I'm hanging on to my recipe or I'm hanging on to my goal too much. Uh, um, for me, overstating the goal and making it too restrictive becomes a problem as well. And I've had to learn those lessons uh, throughout my life. Uh, 
So I, I have a question for you, Len. So you're you're an educator um, and a, a mentor, and and I know you were you've worked with a lot of students to kind of help them be in this space where they can play and they can experiment. And what does that look like? Like if I was to come fly to Australia, hope I can one day. If I was to come fly to Australia and um, and and you know, and I was like, Len, teach me your ways. You know, what does what does that look like for you with your students? Oh, that's a um, a fascinating thing, and it, of course, it looks different for each person um, because they, each of us have a, a different blocks. And a, uh, you know this as well that when you're working with people, we have to figure out what works for them and find things that that suit them and. Uh, uh, the things that are going to work for them. But uh, so much of that is actually slowing down and and, and being more present in the, in uh, with the whatever you're working on, uh, being creative with, and uh, giving yourself um, permission to let go of those um, uh, those really, really strong goals and expectations. And spend more time um, being playful. Uh, actually, I, I, I studied with Freeman Patterson. Uh, he's a Canadian creative photographer, and you know he's a, a the most gorgeous, um, uh, beautiful old man. And I, I love spending time with him. And one of his exercises is uh, uh, stand there uh, and photograph without moving. Like stay in that spot. And part of it is. Uh, uh, a degree of randomness in that spot. So he actually chooses the spot to put you in. Stay there and f- and photograph there for the next two hours and don't move your tripod or uh, see what you can find, uh, experiment. Um, go beyond uh, the obvious. Uh, I take risks. It- it sounds like if you're doing that, because at, at first you could say, oh, but that's his recipe, right? To make me stand there and, you know, do that. But it's it's really allowing you the space in your mind to let go of, uh, you know, releasing your own expectations of what has to be and and also just focusing inward a little bit. I think if we're still, like you said, slow down when we, and I even have this on a sticky, I'm grabbing it right now. It says, slow down, tell the story of the moment and let go of clarity. And like, what is, what does yes. that look like? And so slowing down, I can see how slowing down in any, in any art that you do, Um, even if it was like, if you were picking apart five words, if you gave yourself 10 words, if you're a writer or a poet, 10 words, what could I do with those? Right? Like, so, so being, allowing yourself to just slow down and, and then the, I think the process of that helps you actually like physically, like even right now, as I'm thinking about it, my shoulders are dropping. Yes, and I'm feeling yeah. a little bit more present in my That's in right. my body. You, you breathe, right? Your breathing changes. You, totally. You're becoming calmer. Uh, I've got a really good question to ask when you when you as you're settling down into this is what if, what if what will that look like? What if I do this? What happens when I move there? 
um, uh, what will that look like? Uh, what yeah, happens when I change my angle? My exp- like, there's so many what ifs um, to experiment uh, rather than jumping to that one that has that uh, recipe or that that clear goal. Because we hang on to those paths that we know that are successful. Yeah. We, we or do that we things, think are, right? That we're like, right. oh, We've, that's how I've done it before and I like it. So that's how I should do it again, right? And yeah, certainly and we, we can. It. Yeah, yeah, and we can. But is that is that so fun is all well, this, the time? No, it's, well, it is. It becomes boring. It becomes predictable, doesn't it? Yeah. And the, our life and our art becomes incredibly predictable, Um what it's like, you know, having a, a really predictable style too, is or a partic- predictable look. It becomes really boring. Uh, fantastic artists keep changing throughout their life and growing. They're um, blossoming off in in so many different directions. So uh, it's such an opportunity to go beyond and uh, become something else. Yeah. I was just thinking too, like, what if I went out another, what if, (laughs) what if I, what if I went to go practice my photography or whatever? And I just asked myself 20 times, what if, what if, or what if I asked myself, what if until I've exhausted everything? And then I asked myself that like, what if five more times, because that's the digging in and really like, Oh, what if this, what if that, once we get rid of like the, the first 10, then we're getting into places that we've never asked ourselves about before, I think. Um, Because, you know, I can go outside and go, oh, what if this? Yeah, okay, I've asked myself that before. Oh, what if this? Oh, what if this? But you do that 20 times, I think I might be asking myself something completely different and learning some really great amazing new things just mm. because I'm allowing my mind to just kind of wander and, and, you know, have all the fun with its own experimentation. Right. Um, I'll, I'll give you a really good example from photography um, is that uh, professionals tell us that we should take less photos, that being a good photographer means walking up and only seeing the, the the best photograph, taking it and walking away. And yet, for me and uh, what I would teach and encourage others to do is not to worry about how many photographs you take, um, to totally immerse yourself in being playful and give yourself permission to experiment and take as many as possible and uh, ask this question, what if, what if, what if? It's a letting go of, pre- of visualization, isn't it? Um, it's a, a, this huge experimentation. I think playful well, is, is so much about letting go. Yeah, and, and this isn't something we need to practice or we have to practice all of the time, for sure. You can do this 100% of the time that you do whatever, you know, I, I could do this hundred percent of the time I do photography. Um, but maybe I don't, you know, maybe sometimes I want to, but, and maybe sometimes I want to do kind of the preconceived thing. I just, like, I, I went to my Creek the other day, I saw some mist rising and I'm like, I know exactly what I want to do. I grabbed my camera, I ran over there and I'm like, okay, like, 
beautiful. It's it's kind of something I've been waiting for because I pass it all the time. And so when I see, and then once I did that, then I allowed myself to place, like got what I wanted. I, I allowed myself to play somewhere. But here's my question for LA. I have another question for you, Len, is when we kind of get in that, like, oh, this is what I do, what what then, like, how do we remind our, how can we remind ourselves to kind of get out of it? Because it is easy to get stuck in that, right? Um, (laughs) And we can talk about getting stuck in a rut and what does that look like later? But like, if you want to kind of get out of what you're currently doing and kind of break free from a little bit, what do we need to be doing? Oh, I think that's a beautiful question. And uh, again, there's so many different answers to it. But for me, sometimes I have to do uh, the obvious. Uh, Sometimes I have to take the obvious photo or, you know, if I'm skiing, I I go and ski the obvious line first. Um, And then I I become more, more playful and experimental. So sometimes fulfilling what it is that I, I have a need to do first then allows me to to step away from that um, and go somewhere else with it. Uh, uh, what What's coming up here is a, a, a child, when they're being childish, um, being childlike, not, um, not in a disrespectful childish way, I mean being childlike, one of the things that they're incredibly good at is following their thoughts and feelings, their interests. They're in tune with their emotions. Um, you know, uh, Vicky talks about her son and she, and she says he speaks without a filter. Now, isn't that just so, so beautiful that you can just flow out with what it actually is that's grabbing your attention? And I think being playful very much is following um, whatever it is that captures your attention, you know. Um, oh, I wonder what happens down there. What hap- what, what are you, what's down that road if I don't take the, the path that's forward? Sometimes we have to go past. <clears throat> I notice this when I'm driving a car and I see an offshoot and I'm going somewhere. So I've actually got a destination in mind and I see an off-road. Um, I, I can look at my watch. Yes, I've got time. And then I go down and I turn around and come back and then drive down to have a look. And so then I, uh, I'll i actually stop that path of, of that clear destination to go down and experiment down some of these side roads to see what's there. Uh, and when I'm following my emotions without these... Um, limiting beliefs, these thoughts that stopping us from um, following our um, our feelings, uh, that's when I find myself being the most creative and feeling the most playful, the most uh, risk-taking. And we should clarify Vicky as your partner. Or currently. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> She's lovely. Um, and I, while you were talking about, you know, the kids and being childish or childlike, and I was just thinking, kids have the most fun. Like when my kid, I remember watching my kids when they were little and they had the most 
fun. They're all like, Hey, what did you do today? I'm having fun, you know? And so, you know, they don't, they don't have like some sort of idea about, you know, right. Like the recipe that they have to follow. They really are truly just messing around and have some, and having fun. You know, I have, um, I have a good friend, her name's Colette and she says, I'm just going to try stuff. Like that is her new motto. Um, and, and she's actually like a graphic designer and she's a life coach too, but she says, I'm just going to try stuff. I love it. I just decided it doesn't matter. I'm just going to try stuff. Nobody else cares, but me. So I'm just going to try stuff. And I love that attitude. Like who cares? I'm the, I'm the only one that really, I'm the only one that should care because it's my art. Right. And, um, you know, if it's business or whatever, we can, we can do what we need to for that, but it's, when it's yours and you have this, like you said, this emotional, personal connection, fo- just follow your emotions. Allow allow them to take you wherever because they're they're yours, um, and and it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I also have a little. Uh, I also have a little um, sticky. I like making stickies. I have some really good ones that stick to everything so that they like actually stay up. So I have one here that mistakes can be beautiful. So if with the risk taking, if we're worried about making some sort of mistake, it's not really one. They can be really, you know, beautiful. And I, I thought about with Len, we, you and I chatted about this too. Um, you can go on my Instagram and see, I, I, I was in the Nevada desert and I had my camera and I must have pressed the shutter button as I lowered it to my side. And, and when I, I didn't know I did it. And so when I uploaded all of my images to my computer, I was like, what is that mess? Oh, that's a mistake. I should just delete it. And then I, instead of deleting it, I went back and looked at it again and I looked at it closer and it has the most beautiful colors in it. And I thought, this is definitely a mistake, but it's definitely really beautiful. And I love it. <laughs> like I posted it to, I posted it to my Instagram. I called it unintentional camera movement. <laughs> and that is one way you can play. I mean, who says that a mistake is, is really is one, right? Like, um. and, and those can be the best way to discover things. So, um, I, I love that idea that there's no such thing as a mistake. And actually, I never delete a photo um, and uh, I leave my judgment for them for a year or two before um, and I keep them. But that's another whole thing that we should talk about in depth at, a, at another another time. Uh, uh, I had something to come back to. Uh, one of the things that... Is, is a reoccurring theme in this is that we are all have the ability to be playful. We all have the ability to be creative. And uh, one of the things is uh, uh, we need to recognise how to get into that state sometimes because it's a block. But I think it's also incredibly helpful to notice um, that we actually are in it quite regularly and that uh, we actually use... Uh, a, a playful childlike states in our life regularly. Uh, daydreaming is one. And I, I can think of nothing better than lying in bed, closing my eyes or even looking out the window and letting my mind wander off 
into things and um, coming up with ideas or um, designing books or exhibitions or um, thinking about how I'm going to teach something or uh, an idea to talk about in the podcast. And uh, that wandering of the mind is being playful. Um, when you were cooking and you were throwing everything into the pot, that was being playful. And so we are so often in this playful mode and we don't even realise that we're there. And uh, we leave it uh, going back in, back in and out of consciousness, I suppose, um, or distractions with the rest of our world, that it's really worth asking ourselves, how do we know um, when we're there, and what does it look like, and uh, reminding us that we're all able to get there. We, we all can be playful. We can all ask that question, what if, once we start to let go of the control that our conscious mind does to our actions so often uh, when we're being uh, artistic, doing things. Yeah. yeah, and even if we think our, our minds have you know, we're so set on something. If we just even start asking ourselves, what if we'll start to release some of those, some of those things, and we'll do the slowing down process, right? Um, so we can, so we can get to that. So yeah, so we can get to that place. Um, I like, I like to, uh, like you wrote in our notes today, following your interests, you wrote following feelings, but following interests. And so like, what is interesting to you? You know, mm. go outside, mm. like, um, uh, go outside and just look around. What is interesting? And then follow that follow that idea and take yourself deeper down, you know, down that, you know, thing like, or what is, if you're a painter, what is your favorite color? Like what, or what is a color you don't use? And how could that be interesting? How could you play with it? Or, you know what I mean? How could you take it? And, and I, I mean, I am not a painter, which is why I'm a photographer. <laughs> One reason I'm a photographer, but there are so many different ways we can play, but thinking, what am I interested in? And then going with that. And just following, just taking that one thing like the clay and just following, going down that path. Following our interests is so important. It, uh, for me, that's what creativity is about, is actually discovering who I really am. And uh, this journey uh, and being playful, you know, allowing your mind to go in, in uh, unrestricted areas to, to see what happens, uh, I discover who I am. And so following interests is so important. Uh, they become, our loves become our muses, our, our, our hatreds can, um, and our triggers can actually uh, ins inspire us to, to do something about it or uh, to create reactions and, uh, and, and act on things. Uh, uh, yes, feelings and interests are, are so, so important as a, an artistic process. Um, I think, and uh, uh, something that's really worth trying to see what happens. That's interesting that you say that about finding out who you are. And all of a sudden, I feel like this just got really deep. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it's in the process of this is about the learning. This is the learning part 
that experimentation takes us to because experimentation is a really interesting phenomenon in our mind where we don't have anything necessarily planned to tell our minds what to think. We're just allowing like all the thoughts and emotions to come to us. And that can actually be one of the risky parts is being vulnerable like to ourselves and allowing all of those things to come up. And I think that's how we actually learn so much about ourselves. That's how I've learned a lot about myself because when I'm out and doing the experimenting and I'm just allowing, I'm la- I open the floodgates. <laughs> so I just open the floodgates in my mind and it's not all the, all the things that I'm thinking are not necessarily about my work. It's about, it, I could have something pop into my mind um, about something about myself that I'm, that I'm really learning. And so uh, interesting. I guess we just made this into like, if you want to really get to know who you are, open yourself up to experimentation and play, go have fun. But the, the huge benefit is you're going to learn who you are and that will actually allow you to be more vulnerable later. And you'll, and you'll have more fun doing the play because you'll know yourself better. And uh, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a, a big cycle. Don't you think? Like, oh, it definitely is. Um, it, it actually, I have a, a trigger that's gone on or a little brainwave as we're, we're, we're talking here. When I was younger uh, and I was using the outdoors as my um, tools to teach people um, environmental things, uh, community values, communication, those sort of things, uh, leadership, uh, I was a member of the um, Experiential Education Association and it was a philosophy that we used that um, life and the outdoors and uh, living actually is an educational tool. And it's such uh, the realisation was like, oh, my God, I'm doing this with art as well and I never really put my, my thought on it. Uh, I'm also thinking about a book on my shelf here about um, counselling, which is called um, Living, Life is About Living in Process. I can't remember the name of the book, but uh, Living as a Process, uh, thinking about things as uh, an educational loop where we do something, we stop afterwards and we reflect on it and think about what it means and what it gives us and then that influences in terms of making plans or making rules or um, in, uh, in generalizations maybe is another way of saying that um, or, or, or solutions to problems that we actually remember. Um, and then that influences how we approach things off into the future. So being playful, being experimental, um, uh, uh, living and uh, living life to the fullest in an artistic sense as well as every other sense uh, actually is a, is a way of being on this path of continually growing a, as an artist and uh, therefore, when we grow as an artist, our artwork grows with us. We don't actually need to worry about our art as much as as we are all focused on. Like we, um, we're focused on the product 
on on yeah. making that pot or or that, or that musical <laughs> performance or that figurine or the the photograph or the drawing, uh, and yet it's the journey that we're on that we absolutely love, and it's actually an educational cycle. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Len, you put a quote in our notes here that I'm looking at. Oh, and okay. You what said, did I say? You, well, you, sometimes <laughs> we write quotes. We write quotes in our notes. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. It just depends on if we remember <laughs> to look at them. So this one says it's from uh, Gottfried Ben, and it says, Whoever wants to understand much must play much. Uh, I can't, I mean, that kind of says, so that really says so much about why why we want to do the play. And we've talked about some different like obstacles to play and actually the doing of it and how you and how you get there, but why we want to do it is he whoever wants he, whoever. Whoever wants to understand much must play much. And I have a quote I'd like to share. It's from Guy Tall. I might be sharing a lot of Guy Tall's because I'm reading his <laughs> books right now. Um, he says I, I really love this. The creative journey can be approached as an epic voyage into uncharted waters because we've talked about taking risks, right? So an epic voyage into uncharted waters or as a leisurely stroll within the safe boundaries of a city park. And then he says, chain me to the mast. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Like you want to go on an epic journey to uncharted waters? Like, what is that going to look like? And I think that's the play part, you know? So chain us to the mast, take us to the uncharted waters. Let's go under, <laughs> let's go learn some stuff, right? Through, through this play, through play and experimentation. I can't think of anything better and fun to do. There's such a special part there about also within the safe boundaries of a city park, um, uh, giving ourselves to be playful just in moments as well. Uh, we've got to be careful that we don't set ourselves up um, with this huge expectation sometimes because uh, to get to that, we also have to become comfortable being in that space. Um, so that conversation we've just had about identifying when you're there and you are all, everybody knows how to get, not, everybody has experienced it. Uh, we all have learnt to get to where we are. So we've all have this uh, ability to be playful. Uh, we always have um, moments of being playful in our life. Um, we also need to practice getting into there quicker um, and really enjoying um, uh, being separated from some of the things that are, be have become blocks for us uh, and, and building up slowly. So in his quote there, he has baby steps as well as the jump off the cliff one um, and uh, <laughs> let's, let's go flying and, and see what happens. And uh, I love that there's room for both and yet yeah. I, I, I still love the excitement of, of the really big ones. But in practice, it's so many of the little ones um, just building up and, and seeing what happens. Uh, the other day, just finding an, uh, a flower and I, uh, it was a rare orchid and I found one and I searched the whole area and I only still only found one flower and I had to keep coming back to the only one that I found and keep playing with it visually experimenting to see what I could do. And uh, I, I'd go off and then come back, search, because I was searching for more. 
Um, and then uh, I start with the obvious photo and then eventually I get to being playful and uh, trying to create something new and a little bit different for it. Um, a different way of framing that is I'm, I'm trying to um, uh, do justice to the beauty that I found there as well. So my being playful with it um, and experimenting and taking risks is, a, is also a way of getting to know it and trying to explore it and understand what is going on in there um, for me and for that subject and how what it means to me. So maybe part of the playfulness, because we've talked about play and experimentation, so maybe part of that too is also exploration, right? Like taking the epic voyage. But, oh, yes. You know, yeah, right. Like doing the exploration and asking, how do I, how do I do this? What is interesting about it to me? And how do I, you know, and, and just, I, I think in general, if we could ask ourselves some more questions instead of it, like, and doing it that way, instead of the, you, have, you know, to re help rephrase, reframe ourselves, I just think we'll end up be, being naturally playful when we get really curious and we start mm. asking ourselves, like we, we even haven't even said anything about curiosity, but the what if really is the curiosity. So, and kids are, you're right, naturally curious you know and um you know they're all my kids all gotten all kinds of trouble right oh <laughs> rule boundary pushes rule breakers were they all of them oh except and, the first one <laughs> but and yes isn't, isn't that part of it that that's yes. such a, an important part is breaking the rules um pushing boundaries seeing what will happen you know breaking things to, to see what happens if you uh, even think there are any rules in relation to you know art that we're talking about right because so many so much of what we see mm. out that is that when when i'm looking at you know you just showed me some work earlier i'm like that's a thing i wouldn't even know because i'm i i and we're going to talk about inspiration in a different episode. We talked about like three different things we're going to talk about. This podcast keeps getting longer and longer. Um, so, but like just opening yourself up to that exploration and not even if you had said, what if there were no rules, then what does that look like? So yes, and yes. That could, that's part of the risk taking. We think we have to work within a certain boundary, you know, mm. and um, that can be so, so fun. It's, it's fascinating how we keep coming up with more um, topics to talk about as we're talking about things. And that's why this is a conversation, isn't it? It's about uh, exploring and uh, seeing where it takes us. Yeah. Such a beautiful thing. It is. Well, Len, this has been a really fascinating conversation. I actually learned a lot Um and, and I came into this knowing that I wanted to share some things and then ask you some questions too. So um, thank you so much. Like you taught us some things today. I appreciate it. <laughs> and I hope all of you uh, learned a lot about playing today. And by the way, I'm encouraged to do more play after this conversation. So, so we have questions for you. Uh, do you play with your art? Do you play? Just do you play? And if not, ask yourself, why not? Is it one of these things that were, is it like the thing that was blocking me 
last week. <laughs> Is it one of the other things that we talked about could be a blog for you? And, um, and we invite you to explore that if you aren't doing a lot of play. But if you are playing, why not do more? Why not get extra curious and see where that takes you? And what are you also learning from your experimentation and exploration? So, but either way, whether you're doing it or not, or wish you did more or not, we just invite you to always have fun with your art because that is what we're about, right? We're about having fun. And with that, we are having so much fun doing this podcast. Um, I am having fun doing having these conversations, but we also invite you to keep the conversation about your creative passion flowing by engaging with us and with others. And you can email us at a create at a creative affair podcast.com. If there's anything you'd like to converse or share with us, converse, well, well, you know what I'm saying. Uh, so today I gave you a small example of how, um, through my own personal coaching myself, but it's a small example of how I teach my clients to change their mindset about anything they're stuck on. I teach my clients these skills just so they can have them for life because this is how I want to be able to change my own mindset and feel better about what I do. So if you're interested, you can go to creativemindscoach.com, links in the show notes, and you can sign up for a discovery call to find more. And I really think it's the best investment of 30 minutes you could make this week. I mean, why not? You want to change <laughs> your mindset? Come chat with me. And it's free. Um, yeah. And uh, I can vouch for you. I learn so much in this conversation each time we get together making this podcast. Uh, I also love how, how well, we started with fun and how playful it is. And uh, we believe that that's very much a part of creativity is, is being fun um, and uh, how important it is having conversations. So, yeah, have one with Bree. Uh, have one with me. I, I would love to talk to you as well. Uh, and did you know I published Len's journal? It's the most beautiful um, printed limited edition quarterly journal, and it's only available to subscribers. Uh, we we sell off the end of the print run, but uh, if you've paid up when the edition gets printed, that's how many we get printed. Uh, uh, it celebrates creativity in photography um, so, so beautifully. Uh, as I started off with, I, I'm an absolutely passionate teacher and uh, my life really came together when I bought my art, which is uh, a photographic art, uh, together with teaching um, and, and turned it into one. And that's when when school came together. Uh, and teaching photography really is my career and my absolute passion, um, presenting to people and uh, watching them grow and change. Uh, I have uh, uh, over 100 hours of videos uh, over at lensschool.com. Um, and uh, if you actually uh, uh, live anywhere in the world, you can um, join in when I teach online and uh, delve into uh, so many things that I've talked about in, in the past. And it, there's a whole lot of my articles there as well for you to read. Anyway, 
Uh, as always, uh, links to everything are in the show notes. Or please visit us at a creativeaffairpodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us uh, on, on all the major podcast readers and uh we do encourage you to do so. We encourage you to tell your friends and uh, uh, extend that conversation even further. So please follow us. Well, Bree, uh, thank you. Uh, what a wonderful conversation that we've had today. Um, uh, please enjoy. Have fun with your gorgeous photography. Do you know she shared a, a, a private photograph uh, 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 was like made up of a, an artwork of, of, of a collage of ripped pieces from another artwork. I actually can't wait to see how that inspires you uh, to make some art. Well, um, for now, it's really time to say goodbye. Uh, bye. Goodbye. Talk to you next time.